Good morning, day, my Hanyaks. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking podcast. Hopefully you had a great weekend. I know I did. Finally got to jump out of that plane that I've been itching to get out of and got a funny thought on that. We'll get to that. Got some responses on from the man himself whom I roasted on his inability or unwillingness to follow the rules of the questions that I ask. And we've got a few more things too, a funny go hard moment and some other things. So first and foremost, let's address the old man in the room, Shane. Once again, this is starting to feel like a personal conversation between me and Shane in the weirdest way. Um, So I want you all to participate and stay engaged. So long story short, I asked about one candy. The rest of you could only have one candy the rest of your life. What would it be? And he refused to follow the rules and went with two candies and two what I deemed stupid bad candies that I had never heard of. And upon follow-up, he let me know that the one candy, which was some kind of flavor of Twizzler, he said, dude, it's just Twizzlers. To which I say, why don't, why, why didn't, why did you have to say like cherry peel away, super duper Twizzlers? Just say Twizzlers then. If you mean the generic basic Twizzlers, Twizzlers, you're killing me. Oh, it turns out to, uh, some people just like to see the world burn and he is one of them. He likes to see this podcast burn. He likes to see me burn with, with my rage for his insolence. So. I guess we're feuding. We'll see how long this goes on. We'll see how this continues to go. But who knows? Who knows? Thank you, everyone else, for your wonderful answers. You guys did so good. And to those of you who didn't even send an answer, that's better than giving me a wrong answer and not following the rules like Shane did. So, all right. I jumped out of a plane, got delayed after a couple weeks back. I was supposed to. And then I... It was too windy. Surprise, Oklahoma's too windy to jump out of a plane that day. So I got to today. A couple things. So there's a classic joke. Sorry, I don't remember the comedian who says it, but talks about skydiving, why they never want to do it. And it's like, why would I jump out of a perfectly good airplane? So while the plane may be perfectly good, it is by no means comfortable. You're essentially in a toothpaste tube and scrunched up. And after... 15, 20 minutes in that plane, you, you, would be, you would want to jump out. Let me tell you, because comfort is not the first priority. On the, it's not any priority. Not, any, not even a, a, an afterthought on this thing. It is, all right, so we need four people. We can cram them in there because you guys are jumping out anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? So there's, I'm like, yeah, you would want to jump out of this plane after very long in it. Also, um, not just for the comfort aspect, but because riding in it too long will make you go deaf because the engine is loud. So kind of wild, kind of crazy, but ton of fun, ton of fun. And I really can't even, I don't know if I can necessarily fully say that I jumped out, you know, cause it was tandem or whatever. It's more like I got, I, I semi got like pushed out. I was just, I was just along for the ride. And so like, I kind of like stepped out onto the wing. We're way up in the sky going, I don't know how fast, you know, 10,000 feet. And then he's like one, two, three, and then boop, whoop. And then I just, we do, I don't know, like two or three flips and kind of a twist. And we finally get in position and we fall for what feels like 10 seconds. So apparently it was 45. I don't know. And then boom, shoot comes out and everything goes quiet. It's crazy. Well, cause you're going like 120 miles an hour. That's how fast you're falling. And so it's like, and then it's, and then boom, 
you, you just lift up, you slow down, and you can see everything. And then I got to steer the parachute a little bit. That was fun. Do some 360s, do some spins. That was real fun. Even though, man, it rides up on your groin hard. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. It felt like it was trying to push my intestines up into my chest. Um, definitely hurt. No, no, um, no parts got pinched, but it was, <laughs> it was still, um, uncomfortable to say that part was uncomfortable, but it was fun. It was so much fun. And then the nice, graceful landing. I got a video of it. Haven't watched the video or the pictures. I don't know how I'm going to feel about the first parts of the video. Cause like they do one on the ground or like a quick interview. And then as you're taking off, they're like, we're taking off. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then you're like, once you get halfway up, they're like, we're halfway, are you excited? And then, and then they just get images of, and then they record the whole fall. And, oh, I'm definitely pretty sure that when we finally like stopped flipping after we fell out of the plane, that like I opened my mouth a little too much to try and like smile and wind just scooped into my mouth. And I'm pretty sure slobber went up the side of my face, maybe hit my instructor in the screen. The video will show. So we may have an awesome moment there. Pretty excited about that. It was still incredible, and I definitely want to learn how to do it and jump out myself. That's 1,000% still a goal of mine. And this is what made this whole situation weird, is because the way I describe it is, it's like, imagine wanting to play, we'll say basketball, but any sport, right? And so you go and you get on the team. And it's one thing, yeah, to get on the team, it's a whole nother thing to actually get to play, right? Like being on the team is cool and you're like, oh yeah, I want to play this sport. But really all of our goals when we join a sports team of any kind is to play, start, you know, get significant, be actually contribute to the games, be in the games. And that's how I feel about skydiving, like jumping, getting, getting the, a skydive out of the way so I can say that I've done it. Like, oh, I was on the team. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. But I. I want to play, right? I want to get, I want to get significant playing time, i.e. jump out of the plane by myself. Do it all. Do it all. And sadly, it's not when my dad did it in the 80s and he had like uh, an evening and then a morning of ground school and they throw you out of the plane and you're good to go. It's like, now it's like seven jumps. It's like a couple, it ends up being a couple thousand dollars and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dad, I don't have I don't have the money or probably the time to do it right now so it's, it's a goal on the horizon though because I want you know it's funny most people are like oh I just want to like go and say I've done it and it's like I don't know I've always been enamored by the idea of skydiving and I'm like no 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 I want to I want to actually do it myself like I want to learn how to skydive and be able to go and skydive like casually uh, maybe do it professionally even though my insurance will skyrocket you know, that sort of thing. But I think it'd be worth it. I remember back in college, I was like, man, the dream is to be like a, like a Red Bull, like stunt skydiver, base jumper, wingsuit. Definitely want to do those one, one day. So I don't know, that, that's where I'm at, right? Uh, I feel free to give your opinion on skydiving, jumping out of planes, what you think about that. And if you have, I'd be curious to know what your experience was like. I was, it was unexpected how much we kind of like flip and tumble at first because we like kind of go out and I was just like, and he's like, all right, you're supposed to like kind of like thrust your hips forward because you know, everyone knows the skydiving falling position. Well, initially when you're tandem, I, my arms have to be crossed about my chest, but my chin is supposed to be, or my head is supposed to be back and my legs are kind of supposed to be back. And 
But like we we're tumbling so much, I just I didn't feel like I had any body controls. This is like sky ground, sky ground, sky ground. Someone could definitely get, and I bet this happens. Someone could definitely get some serious motion sickness um, during a jump, and I bet that would be a nightmare. More so for the instructor, but for everyone involved, if they were like and just like throw up. Now, once you're once you're parachuting, it probably wouldn't be too bad if you can, you can kind of lean out to the side and try and just shoot it straight down, make it rain on the on the haters below. But yeah, skydiving, super cool, worth it. You know, it's funny though. It's just it's and then so what we I was it was me. We went two at a time because we're in the that's all four people is all that could fit minus the pilot in the plane and <laughs> and can fit. It's a that's a oof, it's a stretch thing we can fit, but. Yeah, so we were the first group that day, but then we, um, like, after I got down, like, they were already taking another group up. Like, the plane drops you off, and it comes back to the ground. It's like, see ya, done, next group. And so they were, there was, like, it was the second or third group after us, I think, that was going. And um, crazy, right? Totally crazy. Um, and so they just start cranking them out. And so for the instructor, you're jumping all day, constantly. Like you, you get down, you get packed up and you grab your next person and you go on up and it's pretty easy, but it's pretty cool. Did it out in Cushing. If you're wondering when to go do it, definitely good experience worth the money to get the stills and video, which I still haven't watched. I'll watch those today. Probably. Well, yeah, skydiving really fun surprise, super, super quick. Um, and most of, I mean, most of the ride is you're on, um, or you're, when you're what they call under canopy, meaning just uh, parachuting, basically, right? So pretty freaking sweet. I think it's fun. Uh, Want to go do it again. Would do it again. Was not expecting all the flipping and tumbling initially, but you, I guess you gotta like kind of like, you kind of like gotta tumble out, and then you're kind of tumbling, and so you gotta kind of like balance out and get correct. Like I thought we were almost there, and then we did like one more roll, and I was like, oh, son of a gun. <laughs> it was fun. So I got to jump out of a plane. All right, switching gears. Why are trash cans so expensive? Seriously, have you ever shopped for trash cans? Like even just a plastic like foot, foot control lid open one, like step on trash can is like 40 bucks. And I'm like, this is basic. Pla you want to start talking like, oh, like the metal ones, the stainless steel ones, the hand ones. You could spend almost $100 on something that holds your garbage. It's one job is to hold the stinky, gross garbage. And look, you can call me, call me out on this if you want. But all I want, so all we have are some super crappy old lidless trash cans. I just want a good lid on a trash can. And no, I don't like the little rock, rocker lid on a hinge because it sucks. Because once the trash can gets so full, it doesn't open properly. And it, I don't know, I just hate it. So I just want a regular lid. doesn't even have to be a step on one. But my gosh, I'm like, I even go to Walmart. It's like 30 bucks, 35 bucks. I'm like, you made a plastic tall tub. Like all you did was take plastic and put it on a mold. Boom, you have this tub and you make this stinking lid with a simple latch and a hinge. That's all. Why is this? I don't want to spend like 40 bucks on something that holds my garbage. What are we doing? It just, and it's, it's a funny thought to me. It's just one of those funny things. It's like so, people. And so then now when I see like nice trash cans and houses, I'm like, yo, did you, that's like 65, 70 bucks. People, there are people, think about this, right? 
Because I'm in the knife game, and so I know people buy cheap knives all the time, particularly kitchen knives. It's the way of the culture. Look, if you want the last set of knives you have around, give me a call. I sell cut coats the best. I'll come over to your house, do a quick presentation. It'll be awesome. I can get exactly what you want. You wouldn't be getting any more or any less. We can totally tailor it to you. There's my little sales pitch for the day. But, like, I can go to the store and get some, like, Farberware, like, a whole set of knives, you know, diamond cut or whatever for 50 bucks people so think about this there are people who spend more money on a trash can than say the set of kitchen knives that they have the set of kitchen knives that are a tool a useful tool that you're going to use a lot versus a thing that holds trash bags and holds your garbage crazy right i see value in having look the trash cans we have i don't i think i the lids got lost somewhere. They've been in storage and then in transit and who knows, right? And they're just random trash cans. And I just want something that's has a lid because so my dogs don't try and get it, but it also helps the bugs and stink and all that good stuff. And I don't want, and I just want a decent lid. I don't feel like I'm asking a lot, but good night. Trash cans cost an arm. That's the business. Look, you want to start a business, start a business making trash cans because apparently it's extremely lucrative. And then the knife companies out here making the cheapo knives aren't even probably catching as much of a profit as these stinking trash can companies. Like, they're going to sell you a trash can and probably a trash bag because a lot of them are hefty brand or whatnot. And I'm just, I'm blown away. Because, like, okay, look, I expect I could go to, the, like, I don't know, some at-home superstore, some, like, specifically home decor and stuff store, and... And like find some super fancy trash can. And that doesn't surprise me. But to go to Walmart and see like $50 and $60 trash cans. Like I want to just walk down the aisle and just start throwing them all off the shelves. And just be like, why? Be like, it's trash. Like the scene from Hot Rod. When Rico. uh, When he beats up that guy after Rod runs into his camper. And he throws the trash on him. He's like, trash. And that's, that's how I feel. But it's insane. So if you know a place that I can get a freaking half-decent trash can, I like to step on lid personally because my hands are full a lot of times. Or the step on lid. Uh, but the step on trash can with the little foot, foot um, whatever you want to call it, pedal. And that would be my, But I don't, I, don't, I don't care if it... I, I just don't want the little... You know, it's like the, the dome lid that has the hinge, the 360. I don't want that. That's the only thing I don't want. So hit me up with your recommendations on where to find a not arm and a leg trash can. Okay, I'm just trying to think of all the things that people buy that they spend that are cheaper than a trash can, but yet I would hold in higher value. Like most blankets you can go and buy uh, for, for cheaper than a lot of these freaking trash cans. I mean, there is so much out there, I feel like, that you... That I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this and this. And then my trash can is the biggest expense. The thing that holds my trash. Ugh. Got in the wrong business. Need to, need to be in the business of trash. Which makes sense, right? It's like some of the wealthiest people are the people who do the dirtiest jobs. Shout out to Mike Rowe, right? He, a multi-millionaire he met was a guy who decided, okay, where's everyone going? What's nobody want to do? Oh, clean out people's septic systems? That's what I'll do. And I'll corner that market because guess what? People are always going to have poop and people are always going to need their poop cleaned up. So good on him. Good on him. All right. Uh, we got a go hard moment this weekend. Kind of an unorthodox go hard moment, which we haven't had many go hard moments. So let me know what you're doing. Let me know you're taking walks or doing different things. Um, pre-dinner workouts, how that's going. I have 
coincidentally, look, I'm just going to level. I've totally abandoned that personally. But I get back on that train. You guys keep me accountable. If you want to text me every night or something like that, message me and be like, hey, have you done your, have you done your uh, six inches? Have you done that stuff? Yeah, feel free to get on to me. So uh, it will be much, much appreciated. But so Rachel has a go hard moment. She's talking to a classmate and classmates talking about something about diet related and being vegan. And, and she's like, oh, so like, why are you going vegan? She's like, well, cause like meat is bad for you. And she goes, and without missing a beat, she looks her straight in the face and says, what idiot told you that? Mike drop. Boom. <laughs> She told me that, and I was like, oh, you actually, it was a moment where I was like, you actually said that? She goes, yeah, straight up. And that was a quote. And this girl was like, oh, well, I saw it on this person on TikTok. So, like, there's the joke that people are getting real life advice and tips and things like that on TikTok. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, don't get your... Don't get your life advice from TikTok as a general rule or any Instagram, whatever you want to call it, right? There, you can find sources of good information. Like I believe in following Carnivore MD 2.0, Paul Saladino. He actually has good, he has little clips explaining things and you can also, he's, he's on podcasts, he's written books and so you can find the in-depth side, but like his is actually backed up by something and he's. Uh, at the very least, he's credentialed and uh, well-versed on the topic at hand. Whereas a lot of these people catch these trends and they, and it's like, what do you, what, what, you're just making stuff up, right? You're just parroting shallow talking points and then passing it on as just like absolute statements of fact. And so she goes on to have this, you know, conversation and talk to her about like, no, meat's not like bad for you at all. Um, it's, it's, she. She's like, it's, she's like, it's what we eat along with that. It's just our general diet, right? Of burgers and hot dogs and carbs, 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 and a bunch of pasta and pizza and all that bull crap and hyper processed foods. And so, yeah, vegan can be good going, doing something like vegan or vegetarian. Look, I'm a fan, whatever you want to try. I'm a fan of the general move away from seed oils and hyper processed like foods and eating whole foods, cooking your meals. And basically, the, the thing that uh, I'll repeat that I've heard, you know, is shop on the edge of the grocery store. All the fresh food is. Your food should go bad after a few days, a week. Like, you shouldn't have food that just lasts forever in a box at room temperature. Be, in general, the more, the more that we process things, the less nutritional value they have. They're more hyperpalatable. They're chocked full of sugar. You'd be surprised at the things that have just random added sugar. Because why? Because we now have hyper-sweet palates. And... And so that move is in general is good. So if, so if you're someone who's like, oh, I'll go vegan, vegetarian, whatever, like, yes. Now, I would say that more so vegan than vegetarian. Um, long term, my personal opinion is that you end up hitting some chronic uh, deficiencies in, in nutrition. Just because, look, I'll tell you this. We are, by design, omnivores. It's very clear. We also have a monogastric system, which means we are more geared towards breaking down animal products, simpler um, products, than we are pl most plants. Like most plant products, we can't even fully digest or absorb all the nutrients in them because we don't have the system to break it down, right? Now, that's kind of like a high-level thought, and I'm not sitting here saying don't eat vegetables, don't eat fruits, and, and if that's what you want to do, and 
there are plenty of people I know who do are geared more towards vegetarian and have lived that way for a while and that works for them. I'm also a fan of a little bit of a diet diversity, if you want to call it that, where that like take Jordan Peterson and his family, they go full on lion diet and that's what that apparently is what has worked for them and their severe autoimmune problems that they have within their family. Right. But for other people, uh, that may, you know, they can't stomach that or that may not work. And other people, they live for decades and decades being vegetarian or even I'll admit it vegan and they seem to thrive and do well. I think the important thing is that people taking charge, caring, first and foremost is caring about what goes in and out of their body and paying attention a little bit more, uh, understanding you want to get less calorie dense food or so that you can, well, that's if you want to necessarily eat more. But point being is that like, look, I'm not going to be overly dogmatic. I, I still hold that animal products is what I'll say, because I don't like to just say meat because we only think of muscle meat when I mean like, I mean, organs, I mean, bone marrow, I mean, butter, I mean, all that sort of milk, all that stuff, right? Animal products, the, the least processed you can get, basically, are optimal for humans. And I think that's clear throughout history. And, but I'm not saying that everyone needs to go carnivore by any means. Um, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Shout out Laura, right? Like she's uh, someone who I guess now listens regularly. What up, Laura? And she's, she's vegetarian and whatnot, and that's fine. And I, you know what? Comes over for dinner. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cater to her dietary needs, all right? I'm not going to cater the entire meal necessarily. I'm not going to say, well, we're eating vegetarian because a vegetarian friend's coming over. No, but I will make vegetarian options because I'm not, a, not an a-hole. This is a perfect segue into the final point. Shout out to my dad for having, look, we love him. He's hilarious. He's quirky. He is so wise, though, and smart. And just, just he had this wonderful one-liner that perfectly summed up um, a situation. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up the whole diet talk with, like, look, meat is not the enemy. And I get some people don't like meat. But, like, for instance, I heard about someone who was like, oh, yeah, I'm low in iron. What should I do? And it's like, eat some meat, specifically liver, four milligrams of iron per 100 grams of liver. So... Um, honestly, that's my biggest prescriptions right now that I am fully willing to be like absolutist behind or twofold, right? Get rid of the processed crap. And even above that, get rid of seed oils. Start cooking in fat, butter, those sort of things. You might say cholesterol or all that stuff. Look into the seed oil research. Seed oils are bad for us. And that is well established. Um, eat whole foods more so. And then I would say <laughs> here, I'm going to sound like who liver King eat liver at the very least. And if you don't like it, there's a protein shake supplement. There are literal capsules of, of beef liver. If you don't want to do it, it's beef liver. Yes. Beef liver, but give it a try. I chop mine up into cubes and I take them like pills with water. And then I usually have something to eat right afterwards because the flavor is pretty gnarly and don't get Walmart has some crappy like D like skinned and D vein liver. It is the worst thing. As we go and try and get some fresh liver, go to a butcher, go to uh, the, honestly the Mexican supermarkets. A lot of times, they they'll they'll carry it and get it fresh, um, cut it up, sparse it out because you don't need to eat it very lot. I'm talking a few ounces a week. You know, maybe six eight ounces. You know, at most like a pound a week. But you really don't. You can start really really small, just a couple ounces a day. Or, you know, several ounces a few times a week. But, yeah. All right. So, quote of the weekend and probably week. 
which I'm not going to say in its fullest, just so I don't have to mark this episode explicit. Um, yes, it does have a bad word, but we'll be all right. So we're talking about, so I come from a family that's very assertive. We speak our minds. We let our thoughts known. Um, but we're, we're not like hateful about it necessarily, but you know, a lot, that's, that's one of the, that's a deficiency. Like people don't like confrontation. Look, I'm, I'll be real with you. I don't really even like confrontation a lot of the time, but, uh, and, but it's important to, sometimes it's the best way through is confrontation. So we, so my wife comes from a family that is non-confrontational, like to the max, like nobody's feeling her ultimate people pleasing. So like, and, and so we get, we get together, we get married and I expose her to like the power of like being assertive and not being, well, we'll get to that, right? Being assertive, not being an a-hole quote from Dwight and put, take that to the bank, right? It's like be assertive, but don't be an a-hole because <laughs> they both start in the same place, but they end a little bit differently. Am I right? Talking about the words and also the action. And there, because there's an art to being assertive, right? A lot of people view assertive as what? Oh, an a-hole. Because a lot of times the people who end up being assertive are just a-holes about it or they have a-hole moments. I'm, I'm that way plenty of times, right? And, but sometimes that's just how it is. And sometimes, look, sometimes there's no way around it because sometimes speaking your mind, speaking your thoughts or speaking the truth, guess what? Is kind of at least on its face at the point of delivery, an a-hole moment. But ultimately, it usually stems from a good place of wanting the best for someone. And, and, and when you want the best for people, what do you want to do? You want to tell them the truth. You don't want to, you don't want to lie to them. You don't want to hold back from them. Why? Because you want the best for them. And that's what's important, right? So we're sitting there talking about it. And basically, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we're out getting some pizza or whatever, and they forgot the ranch that we ordered with it. And so, so I'm with my wife and my sister, not the same person. And, um, my wife goes into the pizza place. She comes back. She opens the box. Boom. No ranch. She goes, no ranch. And so these are the, my sister telling the story. She says, without missing a beat, she walks back into the place and she asks for her ranch. And for whatever reason, my sister was so tickled by this, but I just jokingly told her, I said, yeah, ever since I was like, I taught her to be assertive. And now sometimes she's kind of a monster. <laughs> uh, obviously, tongue in cheek there, but there's some truth to it because, well, this was my whole life coming up in an assertive family. That was my biggest struggle in my like adolescent years and even in college. And I'm still, and I still am figuring out I'm a lot better than I was, but learning how to be like, how to, how to be tactful, or I would say wise with your assertiveness, like be assertive in a wise way. And it, it is very tricky because it is such a fine line. There's basically, it's basically a, a, like an invisible ink line. You need a black light to see between assertive and a-hole. Um, and so that, that's, that's a, honestly, I want to put that like on a, on a t-shirt, like be assertive, not an a-hole or like <laughs> be assertive, but not an a-hole, something like that or a sticker or something. I, I think that's great merch item, but you know, and, and it takes time to like, okay, I can be assertive and there's certain, and, and I can still make my, my thoughts, feelings known, but I can do it in a way that's maybe not degrading, right? Like my mom was saying to my dad, she was like, you know, one of the biggest things I have to remind him is you don't need all the extra adjectives, right? Like who left this dumb, stupid thing in this dumb, stupid place? You can be like, Hey, why is this, uh, um, why is this thing here? 
You know, it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned that being here is going to cause this problem or whatever. You know, something like that. You're still being assertive. You're not being overly nice either because there is a firmness that needs to be had sometimes to in certain situations. And so the trick with when, when people start to learn to be assertive, like I'm the expert here. I'm not. I'm still the worst at it a lot of times. But sometimes I just don't care. The trick to being assertive is kind of learning when to recognize that and how to deliver, right? And so my wife being kind of relatively new to the assertiveness game and which, which she is glad for it. She, she'll tell you. She loves the fact. She's like, oh, it's so nice and freeing being able to say what I want, to be able to tell people how I feel, being able to just make all that known. Because so many of us, so many times, we're so deathly afraid of confrontation or rejection that we don't say that. When in actuality, making that known actually frees you up, frees frees up your relationship with the people that you're interacting with and will make them a lot of times feel more comfortable doing that and deepen, can deepen your bond, your relationship and make it more healthy. But learning to do it in the right way, right? Is because you start to learn to be assertive and guess what you start doing? You just start speaking your mind every which way and say how you think and saying how you, saying how you feel and what you want and, and it can be a little, a lot sometimes and you're just kind of like Wild West out here with your six shooter just bang, 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 just firing everyone. So, okay, let's learn, let's tone it down, let's learn how to hold the gun, let's get good form, like let's get good practice, safety practice in here and do all that and do it the right way. So, uh, but all that, all that to be said is this, we were having a conversation about this and my dad just came out with the best line, like be assertive, but not an a-hole. And, and then I, of course, tacked on, yeah, I was like, yeah, they both start in the same place. You go, A, S, S, E, H, oh man. And then it splits off in the back half. You go two totally different directions. And sometimes, sometimes there's a little bit of overlap and crossover and that's just how it goes, right? So that'll be the theme for today. And uh, if you want any assertiveness training, I guess I could give that to you. I'm not qualified for this. I'll just, I'll tell you what I think. Tell you what I think you should do, and it may not be always the best way to go about it. <laughs> but hey, um, you know, the more that you can have those, oh, be honest, be upfront, and sometimes being blunt, look, you'll find it to be super freeing. So try a little bit along with going hard this week, whatever you do it. But that will do it, whatever you're, in whatever you're doing, and tell me about it. Tell me how it went, because look, a lot of times it doesn't go well, but a lot of times it's necessary. So. That'll do it for us today here on the Rambling Viking. I want to thank you so much for joining us, starting your week with us. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. For those of you who've been around, thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you want to come on the podcast ever and discuss a certain topic, maybe you're an expert in or you have tried all the bangs and you want to um, detail a, a, a tier, your tier list of which ones are the best and talk about your feedback on all of them, then cool, we'll do that, right? Or if you've self-published and written a book, and I'm like, hey, that sounds cool. Tell us about that process. And yeah, that's what we'll do. So make sure to go do something hard this week. Be a little bit more assertive, but don't be an a-hole. Don't take your TikTok or don't, don't take your uh, health advice or generally really any kind of serious life advice from TikTok you can find, especially not TikTok. I'm not on that. But um, just be, be thoughtful. Think for yourself. Think things through. And go have a great week. Don't forget to don't take yourself too seriously. Laugh a little bit. If you need someone to laugh at, feel free to laugh at me. <sighs> but that'll do it for us. I don't know if I have any more taglines I need to do. Don't be, don't be an a-hole, but be assertive. We'll see you right here next time. That'll do it for me. This is your head Hanyak signing off. <laughs>